Journey podcast, where not only do we break down one film every fortnight from the IMDb Top 250 list, but we also do a wide variety of other things, including pod v pods, games, drafts. We talk about everything else we've been watching. Take your time. Anything else? Do we do anything else? I don't know. Is, is that it? There's more. Is there? But, um, why, don't, why don't we discuss it when I talk okay. about what's on the episode, shall we? As usual, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Hendo. Hendo, mate, how are you going? I'm doing all right, mate. It is a nice, fresh day here in Australia. It's very fresh. Yeah. I'm liking it today. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I, I'm having some issues with my teeth again. With your teeth? Yeah. yeah my- I didn't want to say anything, but- <laughs> You Ouch. can't even see it. Damn, man. <laughs> that breath. <laughs> smell of beer. <laughs> no, I am going to the dentist tomorrow to get uh, a bit of work done on my the back area of my teeth. So, Why do you have such bad teeth? I don't know. I, I didn't treat them right when I was a kid. Do you brush? I brush twice a day. <laughs> and it's not like it's a thing where you can see it outright. It's, no, no, it's, no, a, se- I, it's a section right in the back. I jest. His teeth look yeah. normal. So Yeah, I've just had this really like bad issue with one of my teeth right in the back and thank God I'm getting it done tomorrow. Are they just pulling it out? No, no, I think it's they're going for a filling. With oh, the, with why the don't ch- they just pull it? With the chance of pulling it out. Just pull it. No, I need my teeth to chew. <laughs> Okay, you've had issues for a while. I think it's it's time to just it's bite time the, to just yank them all out. It's time to bite the bullet with your gummy mouth and <laughs> take it out. Bite it? <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Anything interesting happen in your life in the last week? No. Nope? Okay. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> what, what, what happened? Um, the missus actually went interstate for the week, so I was on full time daddy daycare. I did all the school drop offs and parks and walks the manual and, and get bike a crash rides and bike rides. Well, they rode their bike. It was actually great because I'm in the process of um, trying to get a bit fitter at the moment. And and you're doing quite well with that, I must say. Thank you, Hendo. And so they were on their bikes who they're obviously much faster than a walking person. So I, was, I ran. I ran with were them. Were you doing a little uh, Rocky montage? Were I was you? doing some Rocky montage. It was, it was actually really... Um, it was really great. It's been a while since I've run, so it felt it felt good. Very, very it felt good. good. But no, the missus is back now, so I can go back to back my back to being on the couch. Back to my usual, uh, you know, yeah, couch spot, as they say. You know what else I did last week? I started what? reading a book. What? Yeah. What is wrong with you? I know. I, I I used to be a huge reader when I was um a kid, a teenager, and it's just it's been so long since I read a book, so it was it was quite peaceful, I must say. I very much enjoyed reading. Was it Green Eggs and Ham? No, it was the Book of Dust. The Book of Dust. Yes, it'd been that long since you opened it. <laughs> yeah, it was originally titled the Book, but uh, by the time I got to it, <laughs> all right, Hendo, enough of that. What are we doing on today's episode? Well, you mentioned most of it. We got Pod v Pod thirty one coming up. I said Pod v Pod. No, you didn't say thirty one there. You didn't say with who. It is with Stephen Mark from the Movie Drone Podcast. It's going to be a good battle we got raging on over there. Raging for sure. Absolutely. We've also got our question of the week, which is, what is your favourite film set in a single day? Yeah, it's not the easiest topic to uh, to come up with answers, but it was uh, fun nonetheless. Absolutely. We've also got our 2000s film tournament results, and we're going to talk about what else we've been watching for the last week. So plenty to get into. So, Dean, let's do it. Give me the update. All right, Hendo, what's going on on the IMDb Top 250 list? Uh, Surely, where was Parasite last time? I think it had stopped at American History X, hadn't it? I think it was higher than that. I think it was at, uh, didn't hit at 40? Wasn't it 40? 40, well, it's, uh, I think it's done a bit better since then. (laughs) Yes, it is now at number 34. So that bet of getting to 25 is uh, looking quite strong for me, I must say. 
Yeah, it is. It definitely is. Another- Did you forget about the bet? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, was that was that the thing to get to twenty five? Yeah, it has to hit at least twenty five by the end of the year. Oh, I thought it was get above Joker. Was that an old bet that we didn't actually do? Yeah, that was the one you pushed out on. Yeah, classic. How is Joker going though? Joker's gone down three spots to nineteen. Still pretty strong. Yeah, which means the Matrix, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and Goodfellas have taken their spot back. Got a new entry into the list: Ford v Ferrari. Wow, number one hundred and forty nine on the list. Great. I haven't seen it yet. I know you have. Yes, so I have. Let's see if uh, you, you like that idea that it's in the top 250. We'll find out later on. I guess the other thing we could mention here is that Sherlock Jr. has dropped five spots to number 192. Jr. <laughs> uh, what else can we mention? Irishman is coming to Netflix at the end of this week. Yes, so it should hit that 25,000 vote yes, mark pretty you would quickly. Think so so it would be interesting to see if that hits the top 250 and if it does, whereabouts. Yeah, well, last time we checked, it was at 8.7, which means it will hit very, very, very high. So let's see what happens once it hits the 25,000 votes. But enough of that, Dean. Let's get into Pod v Pod 31. Let's get ready to rock on. All right, Dean, it's time for Pod v Pod 31, where we have some of your favorite podcasters on for a battle of different movie games. And this week, we're traveling over to England, mate. To British. I know. <laughs> We've got Mark and Steve from the Movie Drone Podcast. How are you guys going? Welcome. Hello. Yes. Uh, very good. Thank Wonderful. you very much. Thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. That's our best British that, accent. That is, that yeah, is our, our best, best British, British accent. accent. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. So for anyone who hasn't heard of your show, why don't you tell the listeners what it's all about? Uh, wow. It's it's difficult, really. We we met walking the dog and decided to do <laughs> dogs. The, dogs. Dogs. But we yeah, do have yeah, one each. One, yeah. And uh, we decided to, to do a podcast for some reason. Yeah. We thought we were going to get five episodes out. And we're 70 episodes in, and we just find the whole community really supporting. It's great fun being on there. Most of the time, we just do our podcast to support other people, really. But we have a laugh, and we're still going, mate, aren't we? Yeah, loving life. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we don't really know an awful lot uh, like you guys, mm-hmm. but uh, we're going to give it a good go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's the beauty of it, though. Like, you, you don't have to have a, a lot of strong movie knowledge to do a movie podcast. You just have to have a lot of fun about it, and that's that's um, exactly what you yeah. guys are. I listen to your show every week, and it's yeah, it's always a, a bundle of laughs. Yeah, a load of bad opinions. And impressions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we love bad impressions. <laughs> oh, you're going to yeah. love ours then. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right here now. It's good. All right, fantastic. Well, guys, if you are ready, let's get into it. Let's start off with our standard movie quiz. Pop quiz, asshole. Haven't had this game for a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it's important that you explain to everyone how this works. Well, for anyone who doesn't know what a standard movie quiz is, it's a five movie quiz. What are you even doing here? And if you, believe it or not, if you get one right, you get what is called a point. And if you get one wrong, you get what is called nothing. Ah, which is what you normally get. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and us. Yeah, <laughs> calling it early. All right, we have got five movie questions each. We will uh, ask the first question here. Who wants to go first out of you guys? Go on, Steve-O. Yeah, go on then, go on then. All right, here we go. First category is action-adventure. Which film in the Lethal Weapon franchise introduced Joe Pesci's Leo Getz? Oh, God. I do watch quite a bit of action films, but I've got to say Lethal Weapon isn't one of my favourite. Um... I'm going to say two. And you are correct. Very Whoa. good. Well done. That's, more, that's it. I'm done. I'm out. That's it. That's, that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. Just get one. You yeah. can retire. Yeah, definitely. No pressure. To you, 100% mate. success rate. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Dean, you want to go? Yeah, I'll take the first question. Okay. So, what was the nickname given to the asteroid in Armageddon? Ooh. 
That is a good question. Thanks, boys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what is the nickname given? I have no idea. I will say... Uh, <laughs> maybe it's the same as God in 60 Seconds? Is it Eleanor? I know it's, I know it's a female's name because it's named after the his wife. I know oh, the, good knowledge. She's like... Yeah, but I don't know the name. The name was Dotty. Dotty. Oh. Oh, I was never guessing that. You normally do, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dean, you can ask the next question. All right, next question here. In the category of dramas, who played DJ in 2005's Hustle and Flow? Apparently, I'm not allowed to say I have absolutely no idea straight away. I have to try and sound intelligent. <laughs> yeah. Um, 2005... I watched this recently as well. Have you? Yeah. Oh, don't know the answer though, but I did watch it. Don't even give it male or female, does it? Um, <laughs> oh, 2005. Give it up, son. I've t- I've got to have a punt tonight. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> close. It was actually Terence Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Not far off. We could say half a point for that one. It looked the same. It looked the same, mate. <laughs> Just the mustachey thing. So mm-hmm. you're all right. You're all right. All right. Let's see if I can uh, turn this into a tie so far. Okay. Right. For you, uh, the band The Ain't Rights featured in which film? He Ain't Right. The Ain't Rights. <laughs> the ain't right. Oh, the ain't right. Which is what Hendo is about to say. <laughs> the ain't right. There one. There you go. Let's. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind was that uh, Scotty doesn't know band, so I'll say Eurotrip. No, it's Green Room. Green Room. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Went the uh, went the comedy and should have gone the horror. <laughs> we should have put the odd questions out, Mark. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys are up one point here. Let's see if you can extend that lead with the next category of the 2010s. In The Hate You Give, who plays the police officer that is Star's Uncle Carlos? Uh, see, you rate this film, didn't you? You, you watched this, and uh, I watched a bit of it, and I never got through it. Uh, well, you didn't like it? I don't know. It wasn't that. It was just a bit... I don't know. I just weren't in the right mood. You know when you have to be in the right mood. Um, do you know what, guys? Oh, I know. I, I'm going to have to... I, I, there's no way I'm going to guess it. Sorry. I'll That's pass. all right. I don't mind that. It's uh, common oh. that you would get that right answer wrong. Because oh, it's common. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Yeah, no, I'll get it now. I'll get it now. Yeah, that was probably the hardest one. My apologies. <laughs> Good. That's all right. No worries. No worries. We know how you play. We know how you play. all right dean go for it are you ready so in the film rocky who was his first opponent oh come on (laughs) wrong person No, it's good. He ate Rocky. Yeah. Good one. Nice yeah. one. Good. We've not, we've not yeah. planned this at who, all. Who Mark's was his an idiot. first yeah, opponent? If the answer isn't Sylvester Stallone, I'm in trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Ask the question again. Okay, so in the film Rocky, who was Rocky Balboa's first opponent? Damn it! Come on! Uh, the importance of choosing who goes first. Uh... <laughs> Who was his first opponent? I mean, uh, Apollo get, Creed? <laughs> no, it's, it was Spider Rico. Oh, Spider Rico. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we lucked out of that. <laughs> Shit, <sake. laughs> I was never getting that. <laughs> we got done. We got done by that one in a quiz. Actually, That's, yeah. we we didn't answer that right. We gave. We got given that question in yeah. a quiz. See, Dean, if you learn to appreciate. 
great films, yeah. you would you would have known that. No, thank you for sharing that disappointment with us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, next question in the category of directors. Rob Reiner directed what adaptation of a Stephen King novel in the 1980s? The Tommyknockers. Wow. No. No, no, it wasn't the Tommyknockers. It was actually Stand By Me. Oh, no. One of my favourite films as well. You're an idiot. (laughs) You you sounded so confident. It's so quick. I I had to check my answer there. I was like, wait, is it the Tommyknockers? Oh, no, no. I bet bet he didn't even listen to the question. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) It was technically the Stephen King novel was The Body, wasn't it? It wasn't Stand By Me. So it depends if you want to go for a technicality on that. Just let's give it up. All right. I got to get this right to avoid a potential shutout in the last question. So let's see what you got. Right. Okay. So, what was the real first name of Mouth in the Goonies? (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it once, like nearly three years ago now. The real name of Mouth, uh, Kurt. Oh, close. Jim. What? What? No, it wasn't. No, no. It was Clark. <laughs> Unlucky. Clark. Unlucky. Wow. That actually was close. <laughs> it was close. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. We are on a roll. Four, Here, here we go. Four, four wrong. All right, gentlemen, you can collab on this one together. If okay. you get it right, you just win this round. Uh, yeah. No I'm pressure. Um, yeah, unlikely, but there you go. Go on. All right. The category is James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> You've had it, mate. I've never seen a Bond right. film. Yeah. He's pretty. Oh, that, he's never good. seen Ooh. a Bond film. I was going to say, we weren't certain if this was going to be a layup or a... <laughs> no, no, no. You've completely you've completely taken Mark out of it. He's never, ever seen one. He's, he's, he's wow. not a proper British person. Good luck, Steve. Uh, thanks, what? Why? Just, just lost a lot of respect for you, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I some of them are pretty good. Anyway, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your question is, what artist performed three title songs for the Bond Ooh. franchise? Oh, Shirley Bassey. I don't know. Uh, well, I didn't do Shirley Bassey. Do Diamonds Are Forever? Right. You're um, you're a music person, actually. Yeah, yeah this is know. this is better for you. I would go Shirley Bassey. I'd live a let Diamonds Wing. Oh, Paul McCartney. Right. Yeah. Shirley Bassey definitely did Diamonds Are Forever. Okay. I'd, I'd go Shirley Bassey. It's probably none of them. <laughs> go on, go on, go for it. Let's go, go for Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassey. Yeah, very good. You got it. Well done. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. Oh, dear boys. Oh, that's taken my embarrassment oh, to stand by me away. We should have given them the easy questions. Sorry, mate. Should have put that I uh, hate you give question as last. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should have done. You should have done. Now I'm then bit... we would have already been oh, lost. We still would have lost. We would have gone already. I'm a bit, I feel a bit bad about the last question that we've got up now. We might have to change it. Give you a little uh, No, no, little just, one. just uh, ease it in gently. What do you got? <laughs> What do you want to do? Yeah, to do the one we was going for. You sure? They're yeah. not going to know that. I'm sorry. They're not idiots, but they're not going to get that. You feel your boots. Uh, try, try us. We've lost already. We may as well crack it up. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. Oh, go on then. So, uh, name four of the 12 pubs in the World's End. All right. There's Obviously, there's the World's End. That's yes. The very that is one. one. The f- oh. so something with a pony? <laughs> what's the what's the what's why is the that funny <laughs> maybe because there's not I'll tell you what we've we've been to a lot of pubs in England man I've never known one that's got the word pony in it sorry <laughs> isn't the first one like the first first pint the first drink or something there's a, isn't there one I know there's one about a bee oh uh, see I thought you might actually know these <laughs> you're as useless as I am no no you're doing I well you're not far off yeah shut your mouth Dean 
Oh, well done. So far, we've got the world's end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's a, it's called the first leg. I'm pretty sure it's the first leg. Hey, so okay. let's go with that. Sure. I don't know why I'm suggesting it to you. You've got no idea. Uh, yep. We did this as a as a. As I a know. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, the bee. The I feel like there's a bee. The bees. It's not the bee's knees. It's uh the beehive. Isn't that like the turning point? Ooh, oh. Oh, yeah. and the beehive. Uh, that might make sense. The beehive. Those, the those turning four? point. The first leg and the world's end. Yeah. All right. How about that? Okay. How's that? You've got the beehive and the world's end. The one you was going for was the first post. Oh. oh. And what was your other one? What was the other one? I forgot uh, already. The, the turning point? The turning point. Yeah, not even close on that one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had the old familiar, the famous cock, the cross hands, the good companions, the trusty servant, the two-headed dog, the mermaid, the king's head, and the hole in the wall. Those were the other ones. The, was the pony the one you're thinking about, the mermaid? <laughs> no, no. I, I think I was thinking about the big cock too much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, what, what do you got, Heather? Uh, I got nothing. What, what's your quip here? I got like 600 <laughs> through my head. It is I, can't, I can't stop on one. through your head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well done, gentlemen. You, you shut us out there with a 2 nil win. Thank you. Blimey. Yeah. Jesus. Right, that's it then. Right, thanks. Cheers then, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but it's time for our second game, which, uh, as from last Pod v Pod, we've got a different rotation of games coming along now, and we get our guests to decide which one they want to choose, and you guys have gone for... It was horrible! It was the worst thing I've ever seen! And it's the IMDb one-star review game. So we've got five movies apiece, and we have a one-star review for each of them off IMDb, and the other team has to guess what that movie is based off that review. All right, we asked the question to you guys first in the first game. We'll take the first movie here, and Dean, you can go first. Right, are you ready? Ready. Okay, right. Just awful. I have nothing else to say about this movie except that it is plain awful. You can't understand a word any of them are saying, especially Brad Pitt. I'm sure most women won't mind anyway, since the man is half-naked throughout the whole thing. I happen to be a man, though, so when I see a movie with half-naked men, I want it to either make sense or at least be understandable. Anyway, my final rating is two thumbs way down. If you like it, I'm happy for you. As for me, I'd rather watch Spice World again. Jesus. Well, I'm not sure I like that review, but I definitely know I like Snatch. Yeah, well done. That's the gimme. That's the warm-up. We, 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 we wanted was, to give you one. I was one. thinking maybe it was a setup. It was so obviously Snatch that it was going to be something like Legend of the Fall or something. <laughs> That's what we were hoping for. Yeah. But, uh, but no, we wanted to give you an easy one to start with. We knew you'd be behind by now, so... <laughs> Fair enough. All right, who's going first here? I'll better take this one, shall I? Go for it, mate. Right. All right. Awful, nauseating, egotistical, pretentious, amateurish. With godlike intelligence and wisdom, the main character is established as he mops the school floor without ringing the mop or placing a warning sign for slippery surfaces. He carelessly slops water towards several students. If he was so intelligent, it seems to me that he would be able to mop a floor correctly. This is truly a horrible movie on many levels. How does he know everything? We don't see him reading and amassing his encyclopedic knowledge. It appears that he spends more time grooming his cute hairdo than perusing mathematics at the library. Okay, I'm gonna punt straight away at this one for goodwill hunting. That is correct. Very oh, good. Well done, well done mate. Yeah, only, well we done. did that one not so long back. Yeah, it was we... a floppy hairdo, did it? <laughs> yeah. 
Well done, mate. Well right, done. Let's yeah. see if I can go for it. Right. Here we are. Right. Good heavens. Why was this parade of silliness rated so highly by viewers? If you like camp, this is for you. If you like witty comedy, this is most definitely not for you. If you like Porky's or one of its Jejun zombie clones, you'll love this. But if you're looking for anything above Dumb and Dumber, you'll be as disappointed as I was. It does have some clever puns and word twists, which I consider the best part of this whole disaster. Rather like saying, yes, the Titanic sank, but the stars in the sky were crystal clear. Compared to his Girl Friday, well, it can't be compared. Though an old movie, it was both witty and well acted. The ending was predictable, and the main character's decision mere sentimentality and also predictable. Sorry, it was so long, guys. They're long, yeah, aren't they? That's an that one. Yeah, they're quite yeah, long. Yeah, they are long. They <laughs> it, cha- it changed so much then. You mentioned like a Porky-style comedy. It's not witty. It's like dumb humour. But then you mentioned zombies. So I was thinking Shaun of the Dead. But then you mentioned it's an old film. And like, oh, you're throwing me off. Uh, but, I mean, if the review was done now, that's still an old film. But they mentioned His Girl Friday, which is like really old. <laughs> so, what sort of zombie comedy romance is there besides Short of the Dead? I can't get off of it. The, the choice at the end is based on sentimentality. Is it because he 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 keeps Ed? I don't know. I, I, I can't think of anything else. So I'm going to say Short of the Dead. Oh, so close, actually. And I don't get this review, but this is Short of the Dead's big brother, Hot Fuzz. What? I know. Gee, that's weird. Oh, wow. I don't, All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's sorry about that, guys. one-star review, dickheads. <laughs> 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 All right, that's okay. Uh, I am I am batting nil for nil for everything so far today. Definitely going to wind you up about it tomorrow, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here is our next one-star review. Oh, boy. Okay. Steve, I. <laughs> Talk hold on, Steve. Ha, 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 Hold on, hold on. I think you missed half uh, of I missed, the I, missed, I think I, I cut that ha, ha, ha in half. <laughs> Talk about an overrated film. I fail to understand how anyone could enjoy this rubbish. First of all, our main character isn't even likeable. I hated him. He can't even talk. He meets a female during the film and she can't talk either. Our two main characters don't even share dialogue except for the annoying, monotonous repetition of their names in an attempt to introduce themselves. This drags on forever. This movie is at least 10 hours long. I think that's false. And that basically sums it up. That's it. Do not watch this film. It really isn't worth it. Go and eat your dinner off the floor of a public toilet or inhale someone's stinky fart. I'm sure it's better than the torture of this film. You've been warned. Hashtag worst film. Hashtag no offence. <laughs> oh, no. It sounds really familiar. It's not your go. No, I know, but I'm not joining in. Go on, join in. No, uh, oh, it does sound familiar. Um, Kai, you get so much... I thought I knew it right from the start, and then they talk about the ha 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 ha. Yeah, yeah, got <laughs> that was it, yeah. a big giveaway. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then it was when you start talking about the repetitive words, talking about the names repetitive. Oh, I don't know if I've got any idea. I'm going to say Forrest Gump. No idea. No, it's actually Wally. Ah, not seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're right. How can they leave a review like that about something so good as Wally? Exactly. I, I don't understand it at all. That's Weirdos. why I think these things are more look more like a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we chose this one, though. Eh? All right, Dean. Let's see if you can just continue our. Uh, our I'm on a streak. Oh, I got no, the last yeah, one right. I'm, I'm, I'm all. I'm looking to you for um, the win here. 
You might have a chance at this one. I think I'm giving you some easy ones this time, boys. So, Oh, what are you giving him easy ones for? <laughs> Ready? Box office grosses of this terrible movie make all the box office grosses of Titanic extremely deserving. That's right. And how in the hell did this abomination of a movie get a better rating than Titanic on this site? The reason for my strange praise for Titanic is because at least Titanic had a story at the foreground and special effects were used to support the story. The opposite is happening in this movie where the special effects take the front seat and in fact is the only purpose of this movie. Everything in this movie is horrible except for the special effects. Okay, I can only go off. They talk about Titanic so much. I'm not sure if it has a higher rating than Titanic, but everything else you've said fits for this film. I'm going to say Avatar. No. Sorry. (laughs) It's Jurassic Park. What? Why are they talking about Titanic so much? <laughs> they love Titanic, apparently. <laughs> they love Titanic. <laughs> you go see all their other reviews for every other movie. It's like, just go watch Titanic. Titanic is awesome. Wow, Sorry, okay. Boy. Yeah, there you go. That's disappointing. I thought I was onto it there. Yeah, I thought you was. No, what? you didn't. <laughs> I didn't, actually, no. <laughs> all right, next one here. If you have become completely desensitised to extreme blood and guts and the rape of a comatose woman, this is the film for you. I don't know what happened after that because I had had enough. It is only the second film I have ever walked out on. This is the worst piece of crap I have seen in years. I love martial arts and action films, but this is simply violence for the sake of violence with blood flowing everywhere. This film panders to the lowest levels of our society. With deference to those who saw some artistic value to this film, do more blood and guts make a better movie? Apparently it does for many. But how far can it go? Is there ever a limit? Ooh, asking the hard-hitting questions there. Oh, dear. The only thing I can think of that's got scenes, anything, I'm just last house on the left. That was your guess? That was my guess. (laughs) Ah, that is incorrect. It's actually Kill Bill, Volume 1. Comatose woman. Oh, sorry, mate. I'm oh. sorry. You, you gave me. <laughs> I'm sorry. We could have, I mean, we could have turned. My well, last house on the left's got a comatose woman. Oh, okay. I'll let you off. Sorry about that. Right. Okay. Sorry about All that right. one, boys. Embarrassing that. No, no, don't be sorry. You, you did the right thing. Yeah, do more of that. <laughs> um, We got one more, yeah? Yeah, one for me. Okay. So I'll probably oh, get it wrong. One. I'm next, don't I? Yeah, one, one, we got one for me, and then it's um uh, the one for you one. guys, and then it's um collaborations. Oh, Sorry, okay. I mean Mark's stupidity's thrown me off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I don't know the answer to the title of this comment. I really don't. I went to the cinema to see this masterpiece of horror, and came out wondering where the last couple of hours had went. Cinematically, the film is good, the acting good, but nothing out of the ordinary. And the most important thing is, it wasn't scary. Now. You may think I've nurtured on horrors, but I'm terrified of the things. Ghostbusters still scares me. This just isn't scary. There is nothing in the movie that terrifies a soul or even made me flinch. A friend of mine that saw the movie with me laughed most of the way through. A good film if you're after a popcorn muncher, but that's all. Mm. Tough one, that bud. Uh, Yeah, not too much to go off there. Masterpiece of horror. Good good acting. See, I... The thing is, because these are these stupid one-star reviews, like it could honestly be bad acting in the movie. But this person's like, oh, it's great acting, so it's throwing me off. I just think... I can confirm for you it's good acting. Ooh, okay. Because I was, was going to say scream. I'll throw that out the door. Good acting in a horror that apparently wasn't scary. 
was like a uh, a masterpiece of horror. Yeah, yeah. He said he liked. Why are we helping them so much? <laughs> Pity. I, I'm, I'm leaning more towards The Shining. That wouldn't be that. I don't think you, you could say that's not scary to some people, and it's got good acting in it. Uh, yeah, fuck it. The Shining. Sorry, boys. The Exorcist. Ugh, Sorry yeah, about that. Okay. It's, it's Mark's favourite film ever. So, uh, so yeah. It's, I it's, lean more towards that one-star review. Uh, more. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that, guys. Not. Stop, <laughs> Stop apologising. It's making us feel bad. <laughs> That's the strategy. All right, here we go. Number four for you guys. After watching this film, I'm at a loss. This film moves extremely slow, has a strange and painful soundtrack, and the ending left me wishing I could have my two and a half hours back. There's nothing original here. Man gets greedy. Man gets nothing from it. The only redeeming quality of the movie was the stellar acting of the two lead roles. Otherwise, this film really was terrible. The film spends too much time focusing on a long, silent sequences that don't advance the plot. There's hardly any character to identify with. Again, to the Academy, I'm at a loss as to why this was nominated for Best Picture. There are countless movies that take on this theme and do a much better job. Oh, dear God. Uh, I'm not good with Oscars, and that was probably... Ah, uh, dear. Frost v. Nixon. No, it's actually There Will Be Blood. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, they were yeah, wrong. That, that was our one. Yeah, yeah they were wrong. One, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I mean, I don't see it. I like the movie. I don't know what you think of the movie. I like that one. Uh, we love the movie. Love it. <laughs> nice. It looks like we're all choosing our favourite films then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got one, one each left with a collaboration round. It's one apiece, so this is still anyone's game. Let's see how we go. Right, so this is a bit of a long one, but it's a good one. So please bear with all me. Right. So I pop in this movie thinking it's a comedy classic and wanting to laugh, not knowing what to expect since it's relatively old. And right from the start, the movie is the most racist piece of crap I've ever seen. It is clearly part of the Jewish-controlled Hollywood propaganda attempting to label Arabs as terrorists. To be honest, I could not stand watching more than two minutes of it before being infuriated. To the producers, I say fuck you, motherfuckers. I'm an Arab and I'm better educated than you'll ever be. Time for the Jewish propaganda machine to take a break. We're in 2015. It's time to put the cycle of hatred to rest. I'm hoping globalisation will slowly take care of this extreme hatred which the Jews and Arabs hold for each other because, frankly, as someone who has friends of all religious beliefs or lack lack thereof, it's time for the people of the world to unite and coexist. Enough is enough. Also, the media and underground intelligence should stop turning the people of war-torn countries on each other for the interest of Israel and other special interest and external forces. It's time to grow up, people. Wow, that's mm. heavy. Yeah. So I was I was thinking Blazing yeah, Saddles for like the first five seconds of that review, but then it went to Arabs. It went to Arabs and Jewish people. Well, Mel Brooks is Jewish, and he's speaking talking about comedies. So, what, is there other Mel Brooks films that? Uh, the producers <laughs> maybe maybe they drop the title in the review and <laughs> uh, is this what about uh, is, like what about like a Woody Allen yeah film? I was thinking Woody Allen but I don't know any Woody Allen films like, I, I can't think of any that deal with um, Arabs and about it's about treating them like terrorists hold on so c- comedy classic he started by saying it's a comedy classic what about um team America? That's not bad. It, but where's the Jewish angle for that? That's that's what I can't really... 
And he said he turned it off after two minutes. Now, in the first two minutes of Team it's America, in it's in France. Yeah, because I blow up the office. But still, it's very um, against Arabs. Mm, I thought Hot Shots 2 for some reason. Uh, I, I've, I've never seen it. Comedy classic. Comedy Arabs classic with Arabs. Comedy classic Hot Shots 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey. it's not Hot Shots 2, hey, no. Better than Hot Shots 1. <laughs> uh, I mean, what other really funny Arab movies are there? It has to be a parody movie, doesn't it? Does it? If it's a comedy and, and it's talking about terrorism. Maybe there's... Uh, would they... Do uh, we need this point, Hendo? <laughs> I just can't... I can't link anything together with all those clues. I can get, like, some movies based off, like, two of the clues, like, but... Trey Parker and Matt Stone aren't Jewish, are they? I don't think so. Do you think this one-star reviewer knows that? But they, they rag on Jewish people in South Park a lot, so maybe that's the angle for World Police. Well, the best guess we've got right now is Team America, so that's what we're going to go with if we can't think of anything else. All right. It's going to be shit-ass if it's going to be Blazing Saddles in the yep. air. <laughs> nah, it's actually I'll- Hot Shots 1. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, well, you want to go? Yeah. So, yeah, all right. yeah, we'll say Team America, World Police. Oh, sorry, guys. We've done our two favourite films. So, obviously, you had The Exorcist, and that one was The Naked Gun. Oh, yeah. The very start, he's over and he beats up all the terrorists. Yeah, shit. <laughs> so, That's a bit shattering. Yeah, that was, that was gettable, that one, I'm afraid, guys. That was a, that De- was it a, definitely was gettable. That was a heavy one-star review for The Naked Gun, that one. Absolutely. Like, Jeez. just have a bit of fun with it, man. It yeah. was like the first five minutes of the film. I oh, know. <laughs> he spent longer writing the review than he did watching it. <laughs> I walked out Alright, so we're currently at one apiece And this is the last one for you two to collab on okay. Here we go Ah, another witty British film Or is it? The answer is plain and simple, no It's a very sloppy, messy Tarantino rip-off That tries to entertain us with pointless violence And not so funny dialogue the acting is some of the worst ever, and it seemed that they threw in the bad language at the last minute, so to try and steal some cheap laughs. And cheap they are. So if you want entertainment, avoid this like the plague. Oh, my first thoughts were lock, stock or snatch. We've done, they wouldn't be snatch again. Yeah, that's not allowed, is it? Can either confirm or deny. <laughs> oh. It's that sort of whippy, yeah. scene the scene, Guy Ritchie. Ooh. One that's, yeah. one that's funnier out of the two. Uh, I'd say Snatch tries to be funnier than the two. Yeah, and I think, oh dear, I'm just a bit worried that they, they wouldn't do the same one. But I'd be, I'm, we could be well off the path, well off of it. Um, I'd put my neck out there and say Snatch, but you know, what do I know, I've only got one right. I mean, I like I say, oh mate, I've, I've, um, Tarantino-esque, it's got to be something, it's got to be Guy Ritchie film though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it tries to be like that. Well, don't... No, they wouldn't have Sean O'Dell as well, would they? That's blood and guts. I don't think that's Tarantino. No, I was just thinking of blood and guts. And the whippy camera work. No. I'd go snatch, but that's my shout. Listen, yeah, listen, go for it. I mean, they might be be trying to pull the wool over eyes. I don't know if it's ever been done. I've I've listened to most of them. I don't think they've ever done it. Okay, let's try it. Yeah, go for it, go on. Snatch. Holy oh. shit. It's lock, stock, and two smoke. Oh, motherfucker. Whoa. I thought Snatch was the funnier one, or they tried to be funnier in Snatch than they did lock, stock. We were 50 50 away from being, the, like, you guys would have been the first team to knock us out in the second yeah. round. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Oh, no, oh, shit. 
I'm no gutted. Shit. I'm, a- I'm actually really gutted. The first team we ever. We live to fight another day. Oh, <laughs> mate, you would never have lived that down because we are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was a tie in the second game. So you're still up one game here. So we are on the back burner. We need to win this movie draft coming up. Now, this theme for the draft is from our awesome patron brother, Shane. And he's gone with a rather interesting selection here, (laughs) Dean. What has he gone with? He's gone with best movie locations. (laughs) And he has stipulated that does not mean a country or city. Or a planet. Or a planet, yes. Like just specific places in film. Yep. Yeah, he did. How, yeah. how did you guys go with uh, setting up your list? Oh, dear. Yeah, that, yeah I mean, that was uh, just out of the blue. Didn't expect that. That's, it's quite difficult, actually. <laughs> yeah, quite we, difficult. we had a bit of problems here. So yeah. I think I think we've got a couple of good ones here, but we'll, uh, we'll see. There, there might be ones we completely miss, and you're going to say, and we're going to be like, oh, holy shit, of course. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we, all, we always let the... Uh, we always let the guest decide who wants to go first. So, do you want to take the first pick or do you want to send it over to us? Uh, I think we do the first. Okay. And who's going to go first out of you two? Me, apparently. So, our first pick, Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Sorry, we had to we take that, had one that off. <laughs> we do love taking diehard in drafts. Though. Yeah, I know. I know. Like I said to Mark, we've got to go first, even though we, we only get one choice, but we've got to take that one off because they'll definitely be after it. But there you go. All right, Dean, you can go. It doesn't matter because we're in the same round. Uh, all right. I will take Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry from the Harry Potter series. You didn't have to say the entire thing. Well, <laughs> I did, so. All right. Okay. My turn here. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Shawshank Prison from the Shawshank Ooh, Redemption. Okay, that's a good one. Good choice. Not on our list, surprisingly. And there's some shit Ooh. on here. Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, me, yeah. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna take the Moss Eisley Cantina from Star Wars. Oh, okay. It wasn't on my list. Moss Eisley Cantina. Do you know what that is, Hendo? Yeah, that's where uh, Greedo shoot first, wasn't it? Mark, yeah, if it helps, I didn't have yeah. any. I thought he'd sort of got his caps lock had gone on weird or something. It was just made no sense to me. I, know. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. I was um, I was looking through Star Wars. I'm like, nah, it's all just planets. I'm like, I can't, I can't pick any of the planets. Make sure when you put the pictures up for this, you put in like the really horrible CGI. <laughs> <laughs> okay, me then. Uh, uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yep. Go on. Yep. Go. So I'm gonna take Jack Rabbit Slims. Oh, oh. shit! <laughs> I was tossing up between that and Shawshank. I thought I could probably get it in the next round. Damn it! I think we could be in trouble here. <laughs> we already are. <laughs> oh. oh boy. Ah, very, very good pick. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, Dean. Back to you. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna take the House of Blue Leaves from Kill Bill One. Okay. okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, not on. I really like that one. <laughs> uh, on to me. I'm going to take Jurassic Park from Ooh. Jurassic Park. The Lost World. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's uh, That's quite a big one. Ah, oh, dear. Right, Mark. Uh, I am going... Being British... Um, unfortunately, uh, I mean, this might not get very many votes, but I am going to take the, Sound win- strategy. the Winchester. Oh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Never even think of it. No. 
good. That is a good pick. <laughs> All right, and your final pick is a collaboration, so chat it out if you want. What are you going to choose? Are we going to stick with that, or are we going to risk it for a chocolate biscuit? No, I think, I think. I mean, or what have we got? We've got nothing. We need to... This one or this one? I think... I think we do this one. I think we need to go a bit horror on the last one and get a few oh, horror fans. Right. What do you reckon? Don't you reckon it's better than... Oh, I prefer that, but you fill your boots, mate. No, I mean, no, listen, if you, if you want that one, do that one. It's, it's fine. If, yeah? If you want to, yeah, go for it. You're not going to be mad at me? No. You're not going to sulk all night? No. Tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Go on, all right. Tomorrow. We are going to go for Amity Island. From Jaws. Very good. From what, sorry? Jaws. 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 Yeah. Ah, good pick. I must say, you've chosen three picks that weren't even on my list, so uh, I, I, I'm a little nervous. Before we even do our last one, I'm, I'm really, really nervous here. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll win this. It, what, with whatever we pick. Okay, let's... Luckily, the poll's over by now, so we can vent <laughs> that uh, I like your team very, very much. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm in the same boat. All right, let's get to our last pick, though. I like... What about Saw? The bathroom in Saw. No. <laughs> okay. What about... Uh, I I don't mind the Overlook Hotel in The Shining. Yeah. You're just saying that because I said uh, no. Oh, sorry, sorry. Hold on. No. That's better. All right. What about the Arctic Bunker in The Thing? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you have then? <laughs> what about Xavier's School for Gifted Kids? We've already got a school. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a fair point. You can never have enough schools, boys. Children, yeah, children are our future. You know, shaping, our, shaping our young children. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind the thing. I think we've lost already. Yeah. All right, let's throw the thing out there. Uh, we're going with the bunker from the thing. Okay. Okay. Made us a bit nervous with the overlook there. That was the one we rejected. Yeah, we rejected the overlook for Amity Island. Oh, see, Dean, they rejected it. We don't want their rejected no. stuff. <laughs> that was quite difficult, though, boys. I mean, we had things like the fire station from Ghostbusters. Um, on yep. the list um, the uh, Titanic yeah the rest were a bit put. we had Metropolis I thought that was but uh, not many people have seen that and then the rest was a load should of should have picked Metropolis uh, what are, oh yeah we, we mentioned the ones we had on ours what yeah. was some others that made the short list no the only one I was thinking of was the was the firehouse the jury buses. room in 12 angry men yeah I don't, I, I don't think that would have been a good choice. The mansion in Clue? Come on. No, no way. <laughs> way too niche. That was tough. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, Shane. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a look back at the teams. You guys have got the Nakatomi Plaza. Okay, I'm going to say this right. Moss Elsley. That's terrible. <laughs> Cantina. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm just... Luckily Big this Star is, Wars guy over luckily here. Luckily this isn't... Um, dumb, luckily this doesn't come out before the draft because I would have just lost all the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jackrabbit Slims, The Winchester, and Amity Island, and we've got Hogwarts, Shawshank Prison, The House of Blue Leaves, Jurassic Park, and The Bunker from The Thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like we said, this draft will already be done, the poll will be finished, and I'm, you know, at a fair fair high confidence that you guys are going to win this one. Yeah. I've already accepted our fate. I don't know. You guys did very well today. Very, very well. Yeah, thanks. I mean, like I say, we should have got locked stock. I mean, should have got stand by me. Should have yeah, got locked stock. I'm kicking myself. I'm kicking myself under pressure. <laughs> yeah, mate, so. I'm actually nervous. Like we was when we did our first ever episode. I've got that sort of nerves. Yeah. You don't have to be nervous because you guys, or you can, the worst you can do is tie the game. You, we're the ones that are nervous. We're hoping so much for a tie. <laughs> the worst you can do is tie. The best we can do is tie. 
Oh no, I mean we we were nervous. After yeah, this, we're going to have a little bit of a party, even though it's nearly midnight. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, honestly, after yeah, have this. a few beers for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it today. Thank you very much, Mark and Steve. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. No, thanks thanks for having us. What you tell? Yeah, thank you very much for having us, guys. It's been uh, it's been fun. Yeah, it's, it has. We've been we're honoured to be on. Honestly, thank you very much for having us. It's been great fun. Oh, thank you very mm. much. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find your podcast? Uh, yeah, they can find us on Twitter, which is at movie underscore drone. And the rest. And, well, yeah, we're just, just Google search movie drone podcast. Yeah, movie drone we're podcast. We're that famous. Yeah. Just Google search us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> number 15 in the UK film reviews. Yeah. You know what I mean? for oh, a, look at that. For about long. two it, days. It's no number one in Sri Lanka, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, thank you very much, guys. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Thanks. All right, Dean, it's time for. That's my question. The question, jerk! Where we asked you, what is your favourite film set in one single day? Now, a lot of people have... Different been rules. Been a, bit, been a bit lenient on that. So, yeah, we're not going to judge. I'm not going to go Let's and say, judge. excuse me, excuse Let's me. Let's judge hard, Hendo. I was waiting for all our IMDb Journey Facebook page to come out attacking, like, ahem, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that's more than one day. Nah, I couldn't be bothered. No, nah, actually, because... I, I did some research into this, you know, a bit of Googling and all that sort of jazz just to make sure I didn't miss any. And some of these lists had just stupid movies on there. Like American History X was on some of these lists because but- if you're going real time, it starts in the morning and finishes after school and most of the story is told in flashbacks. Yeah. Now, I don't class that as taking place in one day. I think if there are flashbacks, you're out. You're yep. gone. There's all different types of criteria. Like there's ones that could take place in a 24-hour time span, ones that can include flashbacks. So Before Sunrise, for example, is one that would take place within 24 hours, yeah, but, but it's it is a, a day. It, it's a day-night morning. Yeah. So that's excluded from our list. But other people have uh, yeah, put that there. All right, let's take a look at some responses. The Big Red Viking says Free Fire. Nice, Big Red Viking. Uh, Jason Ward says Clerks. Nice. The Drunk Dish podcast Shaun of the Dead. See, that's not one day. There's a whole section the day, like happens the day before at yeah, the start. Yeah, because you get the comparisons of yeah, going to the do. shop. You do. Uh, Philip Heard uh, movie. I haven't seen the Passion of the Christ. I have seen that. I don't know if it's just in the span of one whole day. What day would it be? Twenty fifth of December. I don't think they had dates back then. I think the date was created because of that. Really? I don't know. I'm not showing a, I don't, our, no idea. Showing our intelligence right here. <laughs> Kendall Burwell says, 12 Angry Men. Ronaldo Sosa says, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? I haven't seen it. Me neither. Alice Curley says, Adventures in Babysitting. See, at least I'm not ashamed to say I haven't seen that. I reckon babysitting would feel like it takes more than one day. WDIM podcast says, Falling Down. Still haven't seen that. You seen it? Yeah. Yeah. You should watch it. I will. Cedric Lilly says, because it's recent, I'm going to say book smart. Was that one day? Didn't feel like one day. I think it is one day, unless there's a bit right at the end, like the very next day, like a super bad st- style mm. thing. Every movie has a lesson, says Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Fair enough. Surya Ganthan says, frantic. You seen frantic? Never heard of it. Me neither. Justin Herring says, Camino. Have you uh, seen Camino? I have seen Camino. <laughs> It's a very, very good choice. Do you know who Justin Herring is, Hendo? I believe he is the director of Camino. <laughs> nah, what a legend. Good call. AWE says, Dazed and Confused, another one I have not seen. Yeah, me neither. The Real Dollar says, American Graffiti. We had a double answer here from Brunch with the Halliwells and Ryan L. Terry said, Hocus Pocus. This is the one I did uh, spark some conversation with because I had watched it recently and there is a scene 
like a big scene right at the start that takes place 300 years before the movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, LJ Human says Dread. Dread's a good movie. I yeah. like that one. Ronnie Casale says Die Hard. Mackenzie Lambert says Run, Lola, Run. It's a good choice. What about Rob Manafield, Phone Booth? I remember watching Phone Booth. When it came out, because uh, I was being a 24, so I'm like, oh, Kiva Sutherland in a movie, gotta watch this. Were you disappointed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, David Powell says, lots of great films take place in one day, some even in real time. For me, the one where the time frame is most felt takes place in a single night, and the ticking clock of that night is almost another character in the movie. Walter Hill's brilliant, The Warriors. Sorry, Dave, haven't seen it. I've seen it, didn't like it. Wow. I think he might like you less now instead of me. I mean, at least I made effort to watch it. But you didn't like it. At least I have the uh, ability to like the film, and I probably will just like it now because... Because you're a sheep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just so I get in Dave's good books. <laughs> Faria Collins says, before sunset. Which does qualify in our in our rules. Yes, before sunset. The yes, sequel does. Sunset yes. does, yes, not sunrise. Lastly on Twitter, from Melissa at the Brook Reading Podcast, while I'm torn between clerks and more rats, I'd have to go more rats. No, not more rats. <laughs> All right, over to Facebook from Drew Hallam at the Real Feels Podcast. Clue, hands down. Reese McKenzie says, 12 Angry Men. Katrina Patrick says, Hocus Pocus. What a love for the old Hocus Pocus. Uh, Dale Beckman says, American Graffiti is one of my all-time favourite movies. Haven't seen it. Uh, me neither. Is that the Richard Gere one? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And lastly on Facebook here from Talon Crichton. He's gone with a, a couple of different genres here. How about horror, wreck? That's a great Great choice. For kids, he's gone Baby's Day Out. I mean, who even thinks of Baby's Day Out? <laughs> Comedy, Groundhog Day. Great movie. Yes. Does it qualify, though? Mm. We'll get to that. And drama, Lock. All right. Looking over on our Patreon page from Chris Beardsell, Before Sunrise, a beautiful film that gets better with age. Doesn't qualify. <laughs> Brianna Petty says, 25th hour. There were some obvious choices, but I'm going a bit different. Brother Shane says, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Don't they eat the burgers the next day? Ooh, maybe I should change my list. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, man. There's not heaps of movies that actually qualify. Nah, to be fair, you did mention no flashbacks before, and I've, I myself have gone, ooh, I've got to change my list. <laughs> ben Mulverhill says, dazed and confused. Another digital citizen says, does training day count? If it does, I pick that one. I don't think it does. I can't remember. Let's just say if it, if it did qualify, I wouldn't have had it on my list. So I would. Yeah, well, I can't remember, so that's on you then. Have you? Are you not a training day fan? No, no, like I am, but it wouldn't have been in that high top five. Ooh. And our last one here from Brian Grabianowski, Die Hard. Thank you very much, everyone, for your responses. Whether or not they qualified or not, Dean, it's time to get to our top five movie set in a single day. And as usual, we'll kick it off with you. What is your number five? All right, kicking it off with number five, I'm going on the Al Pacino classic, Dog Day Afternoon. Very good choice, my friend. My number five is Gravity. Ah, didn't even think of gravity. Hmm, just slipped on there because uh, I had to take one off. What constitutes a day in space, though? 24 hours. Oh, bending the rules. Yes. <laughs> uh, my number four is Magnolia. Ooh, very good choice. My number four is Cloverfield. Damn, another good pick from you, Hendo. Thank you. Uh, my number three, Collateral. Very good. That probably would have been my, like, my six or seven. Mm. Yeah, good choice there. My number three is 12 Angry Men. And we're doing well so far. No crossovers. I think that's going to change when we get to the top. We'll see. Number two, Clue. Yep. All right. I knew you'd have it on there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Very good. No crossovers still. My number two, Clerks. 
definitely not on my list. I assume we have the same number of one. Of course. How could we not? It's Die Hard. Absolutely Die Hard. Number <laughs> That's one. good, though. One crossover. Yep. It's good. It's really good for us. So, well done. Very good. All right. And for next week's question of the week, considering we're doing our look back on our first 50 films we've, breaking, we've broken down, we're going to ask you is, what film out of the 50 films have you not seen that you want to the most? Hmm. What are we going to do? We're just going to do our rankings. Because I believe we have seen them all. Which film have we done on the breakdowns that we want to do again? <laughs> That's not bad. We can just do that. If we had to do Yeah, do that. If we, if we had to do it again, what would be our top five? Should it be do again or just rewatch? Because I don't want to break down any of them again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, rewatch. Sure. Cool. There's this tournament. Let the tournament begin! All right, Dan, it's time to find out the results of our latest Best 2000s Film Tournament. First match here, Return of the King takes out There Will Be Blood, 65%. No surprises there. Uh, next up, I think this was the biggest blowout here. We had In the Mood for Love, losing to Requiem for a Dream, 23% to 77 Fair enough here. What about this one? This was one of our changes, our discrepancies here. We had The Pianist against A Beautiful Mind, and in a 51% victory... It is a beautiful mind. Which is what I picked, so yeah. And I, for the record, The Pianist, in my mind, is a much better film. Me too. But I thought the uh, the Twitter pub- public would uh, go for a beautiful mind. What about the Nolan battle here? Yeah, I didn't expect this. We had number 10 seated The Prestige up against number 23 seated Batman Begins. I, for some reason, thought there was a heap of love for The Prestige out there, but Batman Begins actually won 55% to 45 I think we both had The Prestige on to the final eight. Yeah, so we're, uh, yeah. we're pretty shit there. What about this one? Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring takes out Kill Bill Volume 1, 60 to 40. Decent win there. Next up, Old Boy up against Eternal Sunshine on Spotless Mind. Old Boy loses 39% to Eternal Sunshine 61. Fair enough there. And here is our other discrepancy we had here Spirited Away against Pan's Labyrinth. Now, Dean chose Spirited Away, and I had Pan's Labyrinth, and 59% went for Pan's Labyrinth. So there's a point back for me there, which was great. Hmm. Both amazing films. Uh, out of curiosity, which do you would you rate higher? Spirited Away. Yeah. I think just though, like, like really, really close. Hmm. And last one here Memento up against Up. And Memento won 58% to 42. Deservedly so. Hmm. So after that set of matches, I think I am still up by two. Could be one, could be two. All we know is that I'm up at this point. Fair enough. Unlike Up, who is out. Correct. Very clever. All right, we have a quick little announcement here. We are doing a couple of changes to the show coming up in the next couple of weeks. Mostly in regards to branding and not so much in regards to content. So no, you the content will you, stay yeah, exactly need, the same. You needn't worry about that. But we, we are going to do a few changes, like we're going to change the name of the podcast, we're going to change our logos, all that sort of stuff, just to make it more our own. Yeah, so we're actually going to play our IMDb Journey podcast promo here, and we'll be back on the other side. Hi guys, I'm Dean. And I'm Daniel. And we're from the IMDb Journey podcast. Where we break down every movie from the top 250 list, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. But when we're not doing that, we also battle other podcasts in various movie-related games of trivia and drafts. We also give quick reviews about every other film we've watched as well. Yeah, here we're quite good too. Yeah, if you guys don't believe us, why don't you listen to these genuine testimonies? Oh, hey guys, you guys are really good. I love your chemistry. Oh, hey, Brew, it's uh, this is a this is a good podcast, yo. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, love the banter, guys. Keep it up. I'm DB Jenny. Is one of my favorite podcasts of all time. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic testimonies. Oh, thanks, guys. Absolutely genuine and real. <laughs> and if you want to give a genuine testimony as well, go ahead and search for IMDb Journey. You can find us on all your favorite podcast sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. So come along and join our journey. Hey, listeners, we just want to take a quick second here to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie-related. Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show and get our name out there, and there's a couple of ways you can help us. Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. Let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course, Podbean. We're very thankful for Podbean for taking on our podcast. Yeah, definitely. It's a great hosting site and it's got this great app with it as well. Yeah, what I like about Podbean's app is you can actually comment on the episode that you're watching and it goes straight to us and we can reply back immediately. Amazing. And if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash imdbjourney, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash imdbjourney, our letterbox pages where we keep our film diaries up to date. I am at letterbox.com slash dino underscore j. 88 really rolls off the tongue and you can find hendo at letterbox.com slash hendo exactly another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on itunes for us or if you're really loving the content and are looking for more why not check out our patreon where we post another weekly show breaking down films not on a top 250 list yeah we've actually got over 50 episodes on there now we've gone through some notable directors filmographies such as wes anderson edgar wright and even quentin tarantino that's right there's also tons of other benefits over there early access to our main show patreon only polls that we put up on the regular yeah exactly you can also shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what films you would like us to break down so what's coming up this week mate well dean it's another patron requested review coming up this week and it's from awesome patron david powell and he has selected the fall the fall a film i haven't seen i've heard good things about uh i know you've seen it Yes, I have, and I liked it from the first time I watched it uh, several months back. So it'll be good to go back and check it out. We'd also like to thank our two brand new patrons, Dean. Who are they? They are, and I apologise if I get the pronunciation wrong. I'm going to go with Cheyenne Nomura and Robert Freeman. Oh, you butchered that, <laughs> Robert. No, I think I think it's Cheyenne Nomura and Robert Freeman. So honestly, thank you so much. We are. Uh, yeah, we really appreciate your patronage. Yeah, our gratitude is infinite to you guys jumping on board and supporting the podcast. Absolutely. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash imdbjourney and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. The good. The bad. All right, before we get into what else we've been watching, just a quick reminder that we don't spoil the movies in this section. So if you haven't seen them yet, don't fear, we won't ruin them for you. All right, Dean, how many films have you seen this week? I believe seven. You believe seven? I haven't actually checked. Well, that's great journalism, isn't it, Dean? Hold on one sec while I check. (laughs) It is seven. Very good. Well, I've seen nine, so I'll start off here. My number nine is the Angry Birds movie too. Ooh, no good? No, not at all. The flightless birds and scheming green pigs take their feud to the next level. Dum dum dum. What's good about this film? It's not offensively bad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. uh, this is it better than the first one? No, no. This is pretty much pretty much what I expected. I don't know why I expected any more. This is. 
I mean, it's, it's got Josh Gad and Tiffany Haddish doing voices again. Like, oh, this is just so cringeworthy. Not funny in the slightest. No redeeming qualities whatsoever. Even my kids had a hard time getting through it. It's a one-star film. Fair enough. Your number eight, Hendo. The Kitchen. I don't know why you watch this. Because it's there and I watched it. <laughs> so after a group of Irish mobsters in Hell's Kitchen are sentenced to jail, their wives take their place and do as good of a job, if not better. And this does star Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moss. And the good is Elizabeth Moss. She definitely stands out head and shoulders above the rest here. She puts in a pretty good performance and has the most well-rounded and layered character the out of the most bunch. well-rounded. That's good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, what do I say about the bad here? McCarthy and Haddish are the focus of this film, however, and they are terrible. Haddish is just doing a same routine and it just becomes more and more annoying as the film goes on. It's unnecessarily violent just to be violent. And the story just keeps adding these extra subplots along the way, which just drags out the runtime even further. It's not a good film in the slightest. It is one star. It's a shame. Is it though? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you rather it have been really good? <laughs> He's thinking. <laughs> no. You no. know what? I like watching shit films. Yeah. Because when you watch the shit films, it makes the great films even better. Hmm. All right, here's a review for The Kitchen from Short and Sweet Film Reviews. It's almost shocking how lifeless, bland, and even pointless this comic book adaptation's dialogue is that's only matched by its lazy, anemic plot twist. The one silver lining here is Moss, whose performance is never allowed to set the tone of the film. All right, what about your number seven? My number seven is the Disney Plus exclusive, I think, of Lady and the Tramp. Wow. Seven, the worst of the worst. Oh, it's fucking terrible. Wow. This is already one of the weaker Disney classic films. Have you seen it? Not yet. Have you seen the old one? Yeah. Do you remember anything in regards to plot for that one? No, I watched it when I was over in Scotland. Because so, there's no yeah, plot to nah. it. Like, there's no. I just, I just remember the spaghetti scene. Nothing. Yeah, that's all anyone remembers. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was good. No, it wasn't good. There's just that cute spaghetti scene. It's not good. The, I mean, I don't know. I'd, the animation was weak. The performances, like, I looked up who the voice cast was and they're actually well-known and I don't have them on hand, but they're well, not- very well-known. It's not, I'm serious. It's not a bad voice cast at all. I think um, Justin Throw is the male, uh, don't know. The Tramp. Is. The Tramp, thank you. Um, yeah, I didn't enjoy this at all. One star. Fair enough. I probably still will watch it. Oh, you, like it's easy to watch. It's yeah. colourful and the kids it didn't like it. It sounded like it was easy to watch. Uh, it's just nothing happens and it's boring, but it looks nice. Easy film though to watch. It is easy. All right, we've got a review here from the Cinema Guys. I thought Lady and the Tramp was honestly one of Disney's better live action remakes. It was a cute, fun film that families will enjoy watching together and proof animals can emote unlike Lion King. Is this better than Lion King? Nah, I prefer Lion King. Okay, that's... Yeah. uh. And I hated Lion King. Yeah. This must be terrible. All right. My number seven is Angel Has Fallen. This is the third in the Has Fallen trilogy, I guess. Is that what it's going by? Well, it's Olympus Has Fallen and London Has Fallen. This trilogy has fallen. Yeah, this trilogy fell from the start. Now, Mike Banning is back and he's framed for the attempted assassination of the president and must evade his own agency and the FBI as he tries to uncover the real threat. Sounds like a 24 plot. Sounds like Taken 3. I mean, I don't even know if I've seen Taken 3. Taken 3, he gets framed for his wife's death. Is his wife the president? I can't remember. Hmm. She might have been. Doesn't sound like the same plot. Oh, you always got to find something, don't you? At least you? in 24, the president is a character. That's true. Uh it's bit, the good with this is it is it's throwaway mindless fun. Like something you don't have to think about 
when you're looking for that type of film in that point of time. Like it's just whatever, put it on and stare at the screen. But that's the bad into it too. That's what we do so well, and <laughs> it's exactly that. It is throwaway. Like I've literally forgotten almost everything about this film already, and I watched it a couple of days ago. What was the film? Uh, the franchise has fallen. Fallen. So oh. Angel. <laughs> Gerard Butler's in it. Gerard. Morgan How's he Freeman. Looking? Morgan he, Freeman's playing, playing is, the president. Is he looking good? He's looking oldish now. Hmm. Looking like he can still hold a gun. <laughs> That's all you need for this film. Two stars. Two stars. Yes. Very generous. Look at you, just giving out these stars Dishing like candy. Those, <laughs> out those two stars. All right, my number six is Gemini Man. Yep, that sounds about right. So for me, Gemini Man, I just, it's nothing special. No. And it's weird because I sort of heard like people talking about it long before it was ever shown as being at least impressive from a visual spectacle. Because of this high frame rate 4K. It looks weird. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I said. It's a weird experience watching this film. On a regular setting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the de-aging stuff. I mean, after we've seen The Irishman, it's it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, it's, it's okay. It would have been great five years ago. That last scene, though, my God. Yeah. It looked like a, a video game. Yeah, it's it's very messy, but there are some good action sequences in it. There's one in particular. Is there though? Well, the one on the motorbikes at the start, I, I enjoyed that. It wasn't horrible, but Will Smith, man, Bad Boys 3 better be good. Glowing review. It wasn't horrible. Yeah, one and a half stars. That's lower than me. Yep. All right, we've got a review here from Louis Ream. As if one Will Smith weren't enough, I had to suffer the anguish clever, of two in Gemini Man, where all the creativity and originality went into the font of the title. (laughs) A higher frame rate per second didn't make the minutes go by any (laughs) faster. CGI in this case means can't garner interest. Boom. Well said, Louis. All right, my number six is After the Wedding. It stars Michelle Williams, Julianne Moore, and Billy Crudup. And seeking funds for her orphanage in India, Isabel travels to New York to meet Teresa, a wealthy benefactor. An invitation to attend a wedding ignites a series of events in which the past collides with the present while mysteries unravel. And I saw a trailer for this before we watched it where it was trying to hype up this mystery. There's a mystery behind the characters. What What is their mystery? I'm like, oh, okay, let's see what happens here. Mystery's over in the first six minutes of the film. Six? Yeah, maybe, maybe seven. Who knows? I can't remember right now. Uh, for the, the good about this film, though, is the acting from Billy Crudup and Julianne Moore. They are fantastic in this film. Michelle Williams just feels really off, though. Her character is a bit, bit out there, and I just didn't I didn't buy her character throughout this film. The story it's unusual for her. Yeah, I know. That's why I pointed it out here. All right. He's up on the sass end, though. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, the big mystery that they're trying to hype up here is revealed very, very early on in the film, and it seemed to run out of ideas, basically, after that and tried to tack on these pretty cliche drama-filled things that they do in all these other drama films, which have worked a lot better in all these other films. So it really fell flat pretty early on in the film, and it's two stars. Fair enough. All right, you're on number five. All right, this is a movie you gave me, Hendo. Oh, yeah, we gave each other movies. That's right. Yes. So this is the Bong Joon-ho, I think, movie. Bong Joon-ho. Is it? The host? Yeah, the host. And... Oh, it, it, yeah. you struggled for that eh, though. I did. I, I mean, it's better than Gemini Man. Okay, what's that got to do with it? It's just it's is it feels like a B grade like monster movie. Okay, which is what it is. It is a B grade monster movie. I don't. I didn't bother to look up when this was made, but the effect. I feel like it's two thousand eight, two thousand nine. The effect of the monster is so bad. Oh, so you haven't seen it? We had this exact conversation when I gave you the movie. So you haven't seen it? Okay. No. The effect for the monster- <laughs> Your memory is shocking. Is this, 
much like the effects for this monster. It's really bad. What do I like about it? Some of the sequences are okay, but honestly, it was pretty boring. So it's your worst Bong Joon-ho film? Yeah. The characters as well, they're not engaging. They're not memorable and, yeah, they all blended in a bit. So for me, two stars. Fair enough. Might have to get you to check out uh, Mother and Okja. Mother! For some more. No, not that one. (laughs) Some more Bong Joon-ho there. My number five is The Art of Racing in the Rain. Interesting. This is a story about Enzo, a family dog with a near-human soul and a philosopher's mind who evaluates his life through the lessons learnt by his human owner, the race car driver, Denny Swift. Now, I saw the trailer for this and it was all about the dog and the voiceover and I'm like, oh, dog's purpose, dog's journey. Dean will love this. And I send you a message like, check this out. You're like, no, nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but this is right up your alley. Uh, nah, you need some uh, Richard Gere, Dennis Quaid action going. Josh Gad. Sure. No. I've had enough Josh Gad uh, voiceover for Why this week. Why do you hate him so much? He's so frustrating. He's just so annoying. Anyway, the good about this film is that it's heartfelt. The kids will enjoy it, as most dog movies do. And it pulls on your heartstrings a little. The bad with this film is that, same with After the Wedding, it, it's just a generally cliche drama. It's going through each beat point by point with nothing new to add. Milo Ventimiglia, who is the main star here, he can't hold a film as the lead. It's just felt really bland overall. There are way better dog movies out there. Like <laughs> way better dog movies. <laughs> Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. Milo and Otis. Dog's Purpose. Dog's Journey. No. Oh, I don't know. Come at least on. at least the dog's journey went for something a little different. Yes. This was this was very cliche. Actually, I beautiful know, piece sure. of cinema. Did I give a dog's journey two and a half? You probably gave it four and a half. I think. No, I think you did. I gave it three and a half. I gave them both three and a half. I think I gave dog's journey. Uh, no, dog's purpose. Purpose is the sequel. I gave a dog's purpose two and a half. This is two and a half, but I think a purpose is better. Okay. Anyway, here's a review from the MN Miller Film Review. The Art of Racing in the Rain is a film made for that lazy Sunday afternoon that makes you appreciate what you have or long for what you don't. All right, we'll send it over to you for your number four. And we're still not in recommend territory. Wow. My number four is Bikram, Yogi, Guru, Predator. I saw this briefly pop up on my Netflix. I'm like, I'll pop it on the list if I get to it, I get to it. Yes. Two seconds later, I saw you vlogged it. I'm like, (laughs) really? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I saw something on Reddit about it and I was like, oh, what's this? I'll check it out. It's on Netflix. And um, I've, we've seen a lot of, you know, these sexual harassment movies this year. Yeah, because I didn't know it was about any of that. I saw the Bikram title. I'm like, oh, this is a documentary about yoga. And that's why I was like, why are you watching this? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, so I watched this and I think the way that the better films that demonstrate this they they tend to offer up multiple sides. This yeah. whole movie just felt like a massive attack on Bikram, which you know, fine, I get it. He's he is a you know, from what we're told, a sexual predator who rapes his you know people that he's supposedly training and all this sort of stuff. Like it's all that's the sort of movie. I just it it didn't. It didn't show it in a way I felt was enough. Whereas you look at- In the Heart of the Gold. In the Heart of the Gold, thank you. And even the Michael Jackson one, whatever that's called. Finding Neverland. Thank you. That They both had me just gripped to my seat, just like within, like not in an entertainment way, but just in a horrific way of what's going on. Whereas this one, it didn't. And I don't know why. Like it's obviously the abuse is no less in this situation compared to the other movies, but the actual filmmaking I felt was- significantly worse. So, I give it two stars. Fair enough. On to my number four. 
Sure. Which is the art of self-defense. Hey, how good is it? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I think I gave it three and a half. Yeah, I give it a three. Okay. So the dark comedy plays very, very well in this film. There's certain discussions where you know the movie is having a laugh at itself and it's kind of poking a bit of fun at the, uh, you know, the karate nature, like the masculinity, I guess, about, how, you know, how men try to be as powerful as possible, especially in these sort of situations. There was definitely some scenes on like, uh, that is, you're, you're, you're talking about it like it's so serious, but it is complete bullshit. What dragged it down for me was that it kind of ran out of steam towards the end and it finished off pretty dull. I really wish it had a bit more to say towards the end and ended up on a bit more of a better note. So, yeah, three stars for me. Pretty violent though, eh? Definitely gets violent at points. <laughs> I didn't expect it. <laughs> me neither. Yeah. Right over to you for your number three. My number three is Nightingale. That is on my watch list. Tell me about it. So Nightingale, I went in super, super cold as I often do. It's set in, I would say, the late 1800s and it's about this sort of this little camp of you got a military team and you got this woman who is, who's who been captured. She's a prisoner. She's basically a slave to these people. And she has a baby and a husband and everything there. And there's... I want to say more plot-wise, it's a very, very hard movie to watch. It's one of the most graphic films I've seen, but I really liked it. Like, the the actual tone of this film, it's very dark, but it's it's gripping. Like, it's this great revenge, basically, tale. And it is set in Tasmania, which is rare. You don't see a lot of films set in Tasmania. And the actual story of this, the main character and you know, her plight and how she goes about it. It's gripping. It's a slow movie. It is a slow movie, but it is gripping at the same time. And I give it three and a half. I think you'll like The Nightingale. I'll definitely be checking it out in the near future. Got a review here from We Watched A Thing. The Nightingale is in my top five of the year and I can't see anything knocking it off. It is truly stunning, visceral, violent and heartbreaking. Fair enough. Strong recommendation there. Definitely. All right. My number three is a film that you... Got me to watch. Nice. I like it already. It is Snowpiercer. Ah, of course. Yes. No way you wouldn't like that. So what I loved about this film is I, I love the world building it creates. It's setting up different factions and seeing the quality upgrades as we move towards the front of the train. It has an interesting commentary on how even when the world is basically near extinction, we still divert to that rich and poor dichotomy, even in desperate measures. It felt a bit too long at certain points, though, and again, I didn't think the ending really worked well for me. So, overall, good film, three and a half stars. Hmm. All right, bring it right back to you for your number two. My number two, a Formula One film, Senna. Senna. I think this is the first week where we haven't had a crossover, in a very long time at least. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Senna, I watched that earlier on this year. What did you think of it? Great. Yep. And you know what I love? I love that I have no idea about any of this stuff at all. So mm. when I'm watching it, it does explain everything to me. It's not treating the audience like they're coming in already knowing a lot about it. It really does start from the ground up with this guy. God, I forgot his first name. Art and Senna. Yeah, Art and Senna. Thank you. And how he how he comes to become one of the greatest F1 drivers in history and seeing his rivalry with his rival, <laughs> it's it's honestly, it's very, I don't know, like you sort of have, have this sense of dread the whole film because you're watching this documentary about this guy, which, you know, normally doesn't end well. But 
don't know, the, the car racing scenes, the even the, the, the way it's set up, like there are plot points that are set up in this documentary that pay off later, which I can't imagine would be easy for them to do because yeah. the whole movie is like footage. It's- Yep. You know, did old you footage. apparently there are two versions of this film. Did you yeah. watch the one with the, the talking heads? No, I didn't nah, see the either. talking heads one. But uh nah. Great film, three and a half stars. Fantastic. Got a review here from F one Everything Podcast. I wonder if they like this. I don't think they would. <laughs> For my money, Senna is the greatest motorsports film ever made. Art and Senna had a captivating historic Formula One career, and Senna does an incredible job of telling his story. The archive footage it uses is superbly edited and is beautifully restored. And you don't need to be an F1 fan to enjoy it. I know many people who have no interest in F1, but have watched Senna and loved it. It's just a damn good film, and if you like damn good films, you must watch it at least once. Fair enough. Pretty accurate review there. It is. Your number two, Hendo. My number two is me and Earl and the dying girl. Nice. This is a win-win for my picks for you, Hendo. Yeah, all three recommends. Three? What was the other one? Well, we're going to find out later, aren't we? Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So this is, a, this is a very, very touching story. It's got great acting from pretty much everyone in the film. And I love all the film parodies shown throughout the film as well. Like, I was actually pausing the film and, what, and reading what these film titles were that they'd done. That was all great. It was, do you remember all that? No. Well, why'd you pick it for me? Because <laughs> I remember really liking it. Like, really, really liking it. Oh, I recommend you go back and check it out then, especially for the film parodies that they, they put through. It's fantastic. Uh, what, I, what, it, what dragged it down for me, I guess, was it didn't strike me on that deep emotional level. I mean, in fairness, though, nothing really ever does. <laughs> there are some things. And when no, they, there's not. When they do, man, they, are, they shoot right up. Yeah. D. Zachary, holy shit, that got me. Yeah, that didn't get me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's the thing. I was like, oh, you should watch that because if it got me, it's going to be like a seven-star film for you. <laughs> yeah, so overall, it's three and a half stars for me. All right, we're up to our number one films. I think I know what yours is and I think you know what mine is. I have no idea what your number one film is. I think you do. I'm not even joking. I have no idea what your number one film is. Wow, all right. That's that's shocking. That shocked me a little bit. But go on, what's your number one? Ford versus Ferrari. Shocker. And that's it, folks. Ferrari wins the 24 hours of Le Mans for the fifth consecutive year. Mr. Ford, Ferrari has a message for you, sir. What did he say? He said Ford makes ugly little cars in ugly factories. And uh, God, you fat, sir. We're going to bury Ferrari at Le Mans. Damn, I love this film. Yep. I really, really love this film. I had so much fun watching it at the movies. I And again, like Senna, I knew nothing about this. I had no idea what the Le Mans race was at all. So it's just so tense. It's captivating. I'm watching Talking with it. the double fist here. I am. I am. Double fister. And just seeing these these like these racing scenes, they are so well shot. Like you feel like you are going as fast as they are. Yeah. And I saw this obviously courtesy of the fantastic Peninsula Cinemas, and it blew me away. The yeah. sound is incredible. If this doesn't get nominated for some sort of sound Oscar, I'd be shocked. Shocked. Christian Bale, fantastic. This guy really is a chameleon. And you think his role before this was Vice, where he put on a fuckload of weight. He's back to very slim Bale here. And it's it really is impressive, his ability to change his body 
so drastically well, for these roles. Well, he does it with ease now. He knows exactly what to do. He's like, oh, I can just do this and I'll get, get back to the, the thing. Well, it's, it's, it's hard work. Yeah. Like, he would be – like, I don't care who you are. He's a person. Like, it's not easy to gain so much weight, drop so much weight again and again. He, But it's not just the physical side of it. He – he is one of my favorite actors, Christian Bale, and this this movie just really does uh, remind me why. Matt Damon is Matt Damon in it. He's fine for Matt Damon. Like, he's nothing special. He's good for Matt Damon. Like, you know what you're going to get from Matt Damon, and he gives it well in this film. Do you want to say Matt Damon one more time? Matt Damon. Very good. Um, I was a bit surprised with the actual story, though. Honestly, as I said, I like to go in cold. I thought one was Ford, one was Ferrari. I didn't realize... <laughs> I thought, right, we're going to have Bale versus Damon, you know, this sort of thing. But it's really not about that at all. It really is a a touching story about their friendship and what they need to do to overcome, you know, the corporate powers that be. And I I really got on board with these messages. Yeah, absolutely loved it. One of the best films of the year for me, four and a half. Fantastic. We would have done a bonus episode on that, but I have yet to get out there and see it. So You lazy prick. Pretty much. All right, review here from Caitlin Stowe. Ford versus Ferrari surprised me. I expected to not really care, but Christian Bale really sucked me in and the cinematography was scrumptiously tense. That being said, it ended too many times and the first was the best. Should have stopped there. Fair enough. My number one film. I am genuinely surprised. You don't know what it is because it is the third film you gave me to watch during the Pod V Pod. It is Sunshine. Ah, nice. You actually could not remember? Yeah, of course. Why am I actually why am I shocked that I you don't can't know. remember? I don't know why your memory is so bad that you forget how bad my memory is. <laughs> <laughs> nice turn around there. <laughs> Thank you. No, this movie, man, it looks fucking amazing. This was fantastic. There's some beautiful shots here that stick with you for days after watching this film. Days. Days. Well, I only watched it a couple of days ago. <laughs> Let me get back to you in a couple of months. It's a very interesting story as well, and seeing all the possible dangers that could come with it, whether it's through space itself or the people you're with really adds to that tension. What dropped it, and it, it is a big drop. It is a full half-star drop for me. Not that big. In terms a of- A full half-star. <laughs> that's a big drop for- I think it's know, a, a half-star. <laughs> you don't have a full- What is there, a half-half-star? My rating is dropped a half-half-star, also known as a quarter. The weird horror-like twist that happens about two-thirds of the way through the Didn't film. Didn't like it? Did you know it was coming? No. Oh, really? No. Because everything I see, no, because everything I sort of see on this, it does mention the hard turn in the third act. I didn't, I didn't see anything about this film. Okay. I didn't even know Chris Evans was in it until he showed up. It, it was that bad. I was like, why? Why? This doesn't need to have this. You could have just kept going what you were doing. It would have been fantastic. It would, it would have been a four and a half star film for me with that. But they added this in. It really just took me out of it a bit. Four stars. Still, great film. Very good. So, three full recommends so far. Dean, I still haven't seen Hulk, but we'll- uh, <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good thing you didn't. It would have broken this week's record. <laughs> oh, Hulk, I forgot about that. We'll get to that eventually. <laughs> yeah, apologies in advance. But that's going to do it for this week. Now, like we mentioned next week, it is our recap, our first 50 film breakdowns. We're going to go through them. We're going to go from uh, 50 to 1. We're going to look back on some memories, some clips of old shows. It's going to be interesting to hear Dean's reactions to these because, you know, your memory's shocking and you can't remember any of these. So it's going to be fun to hear your um, reactions to these. I don't shamelessly listen to our own podcast on repeat like you do, Hendo. <laughs> well, I've had, to go, I've had to go back and find these clips. I mean, someone's got to do the hard work around here. Well, if you left it to me, it wouldn't get done. <laughs> exactly. You go off and watch Ford v Ferrari while I sit and slave on the computer finding all these old yes, clips. Yes, I'll take that deal any day. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, everyone, for checking out the episode. So we will see you next week for our first 50 film breakdowns. Bye. Bye.